Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. The FT. Returning to the office last Tuesday after a long weekend, I couldn't start work as I'd forgotten my computer password. Perhaps it was the combined excitement of a spectacular wedding, followed by a spectacular death, but my brain was no longer able to retrieve a simple sequence of seven characters. In the early days of computers, I never forgot my password, but that's because the top secret word I'd chosen was Kellaway, which I found could be effortlessly recalled even in the most fraught moments. Things only started to go awry when the computer security experts told me this password would no longer do. Reluctantly, I went for something a bit more elaborate, and to make sure I didn't forget it, I wrote the word on a post-it note and stuck it to my screen. But now post-it notes are frowned on, and the computer insists that my new password must contain a confusing mixture of cases, numbers and squiggles, and must be endlessly changed. To help me cope, I have devised a system. I rotate people in my family with capital letters, punctuation and ages. Yet, as I found on Tuesday, this system is not foolproof. I dare say it's simple enough for any hacker to crack in a nanosecond, but it's complicated enough to foil me. I can't remember which family member's turn it is, whether it's a full stop or a comma, or how old they are. It would be bad enough if there was just one password to remember, but I have passwords for my bank, email, Amazon, and for everything else I've ever bought online. Most of these are variations on a theme, some longer than others, but which is which? I take some comfort from the fact that my remedial performance is better than that of some. A recent study of 23 million passwords showed that by far the most popular password is still 123456. Of words, password is in first place, followed by I love you, and then, bafflingly, by princess and rock you. There's a new app that will shortly be available on iPhones offering a series of pictures to help us remember random passwords, but it looks a bit complicated to me. Instead, I can think of a simpler mnemonic based on the only thing I can ever remember perfectly, Beatles lyrics. Thus, a splendid password could be H exclamation mark INS comma H exclamation mark NJA or help, I need somebody, help not just anybody. But there are two problems with this. First, I'm not sure I've got the punctuation right, and according to a recent academic study, mnemonic passwords may be no more difficult to hack than your kids' names. Many sites try to make things more secure by adding supposedly memorable questions, but I find the answers to these tend not to be memorable at all. Indeed, I often have to invent answers and then write them in my diary so that I won't forget them. Which zip code were you born in? Uh no idea. What was your father's middle name? He didn't have one. 
Even worse are the websites that think preferences are more secure than facts. Whenever I want to check how much money I have in my account, my bank asks me, what's your favourite food? As I didn't really have a favourite food, I found myself writing Maltesers, but this didn't feel quite right. Worse still is being asked to name your best friend. Like most adults, I've advanced beyond the stage of having one. So do I write down my best friend from primary school? And should I still write her down, even though we've had a bit of a falling out? In the end, however obscure your password, we know that it isn't safe. Whoever hacked into the PlayStation network last month now has access to a 100 million passwords. And even though these are apparently hashed, i.e. scrambled, with a bit of further hacking, they can presumably be unhashed. And given that most of the users probably use the same passwords for everything, the hackers could well have a high old time dipping into bank accounts and spending other people's money online. The few real techies I know have tried to protect themselves by buying software that generates an endless stream of random passwords and remembers the lot of them. There is a problem with this, too. You have to remember a master password to get into the system. In the end, I can't help wondering why it's all so complicated. In order to do the most sensitive thing of all, get my hands on my own cash, all I need is a plastic card and a simple PIN code of four numbers. I don't need to know my favourite food or remember how old my children are. Why is it that we still can't do the same thing on a computer? For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.